we are so glad that you are here. My name is Daniel Kaznave. I have the honor and privilege of being the pastor here at the Bridge Church. These guys are helping out. Got a little illustration today. So I know um, you guys may be excited about that. Right, Alan? Yeah, okay. Um, well, we if you're joining us for the first time, or maybe you're joining us for the first time in a while, or joining in online, we're in a series uh, because we are studying the Beatitudes, and we've wor- been working through the Beatitudes each and every week, and the first four Beatitudes really talk about the internal peace of following God, what God does in us. And the last four Beatitudes talk about the more external piece, talk about how God wants to use us. And so we've been talking about each Beatitude along the way. And today we're hitting that fourth one. And then it's going to start taking a turn a little bit. It's going to start talking more about what we can do in the world around us. And what we're going to do for the series is we're going to do two of those each week. And so we got about three weeks left in the series. And then can you believe this? We're going to get ready for the road to Easter. Road to Easter already. You believe that? Time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, Well, we're going to do that today. And I just want to ask God to speak to our hearts during this time. And uh, because I believe just like the song they sang, that God is still in the business of restoring souls. Amen. Like God is still in the business. He can still restore. He can redeem. He can still work right here in 2023. And I believe that he wants to do that here today. And so let's pray and just ask God to speak to our hearts here. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your truth. God, thank you for each and every person that can hear the sound of my voice. God, I pray uh, that you would move in our hearts. I pray that uh, we know that uh, we're not here by mistake, but on purpose, God. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts. I pray that as we open up your word, that it will speak to us. I pray that you would just illuminate things in our lives that we need to surrender to you. And then fully pursue after you, God. I pray that you would fill us, fill our hearts, fill our souls. We ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen, amen. amen. Well, uh, today the title, I have two titles. You know I like my titles, and so I have a couple of titles here. And you can just pick and hold on to whichever one you like the best. Uh, But the first one is Hungry and Thirsty. Hungry and Thirsty. And then I'm going to go to the polar opposite. You ready for this? I'm full. I'm full okay you're like whoa hold on how does that going to work right Uh, but as we work through this we think about the term hungry and thirsty hungry and thirsty and those two concepts those two ideas hungry and thirsty they mean there's a desire inside of us that needs to be filled And if you think about the physical right you could be hungry and you can be thirsty and if I'm feeling hungry my body is alerting me trying to tell me I need to feed it right and if I'm thirsty it's alerting me saying you need some liquid inside of your life you need something to satisfy what is in you? And I can remember on our honeymoon, my wife and I got married about 13 years ago, and we went on our honeymoon and we went on a cruise. Has anybody in here been on a cruise before? Uh, maybe you've experienced a cruise before. And on this cruise, if you didn't know, it's all you can eat. I'm talking about any time of the day, it is all you can eat. I'm talking about 6 a.m., 2 a.m., 5 p.m. It's all you can You can go and get a hamburger, cheeseburger with bacon on it at 3 a.m. I'm talking about this is good stuff. Uh, and so I'm going through the line and I got like a pizza. I got mac and cheese on my pizza. I got a hamburger. I got all I got a meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Like I could take all this in one pile and I'm just eating like crazy. Right. And after coming off this cruise, I'm like, whoa, 
man, I, I feel like I ate too much, right? Like I, I was, I, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. And there was a comedian on the cruise, and uh, this is not my notes, I'm just, anyway. Uh, there was a comedian on the cruise, and he was like, you guys realize there's a whole uh, activities that you can, guys can do if you'll just turn away from the buffet, you'll realize there's a whole cruise ship out here. Um, and so that's how I felt, right? And as we think about that, uh, because I love food, but it's the idea that as we talk about being hungry and thirsty, and for you and I, God begins to teach us this concept in this beatitude that we're looking at today. He says, be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. And he says that there's this desire in us, not just physically, but he's using this as an illustration. He says there is a desire in each and every soul. That our soul is hungry and thirsty for different things in our lives. And if you think about the term hungry and thirsty, really you can also kind of use that synonymously with desire, right? Because if I'm hungry and I'm thirsty after something, then I have the desire to have that, right? I have the desire for what that looks like. And the desire, the desires in our life can be a funny thing, I, I think, can be a tricky thing almost, right? Because we can desire a vast variety of different things, right? We can, des I mean, just think about in the physical as we talk about something to eat or drink. We can desire things that are unhealthy, right? Like I can desire, the, everything that I just described that was on my plate was unhealthy, right? That's carb city. It's going to turn into sugar and it's going to turn into all these things, right? Like it's, it's uh, weak, but we can desire those things, right? And the desires can be funny. If we think about even in our soul, we can have desires for things that are good for our soul, but also desires that are not good for our soul, right? And the desire in us, I think if we're honest with each other, we're all family here, right? If we're honest with each other, those desires can almost be overwhelming. Those desires can feel like they almost control our actions, control our thoughts, control what we do, control what we say, because we have this deep desire in us and I'm sure there's there's been moments and seasons inside of our lives where the desire becomes so strong we feel like Romans chapter 7 where the apostle Paul says you know I want to do what's right I want to do what's good but it's like my mind is competing against me and I just can't do it right and we feel this tension of life of going God why can't I just do right God why just can't I get to the spot where I feel like I'm just doing well and I feel like Jesus felt this tension as well. And he begins to teach in the Beatitudes. And uh, we read all of these different. We talked about three different Beatitudes before. But today in Matthew chapter 5, uh, we get to this Beatitude where Jesus hones in, leans in as he's trying to teach his followers. And if, just to kind of bring us back to the beginning, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that's how he starts this off. He says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's talking about that the, I am bringing the kingdom of heaven. That Jesus is the center, center of the kingdom of heaven. But then he goes right into the Sermon on the Mount. Where he starts to teach the ways of the kingdom of the heaven, right? And so he goes through and says, if you want to know what the core values of the kingdom of heaven are, here they are. Blessed are those who, and then he goes, blessed are, blessed are, and he goes through this entire list. And today we get to Matthew chapter 5, and this is what he says. Everybody still doing okay? Uh, Matthew chapter 5, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, for they will be filled. Every beatitude that we see, he gives a command, right? He gives a direction, and then he couples it with a promise. He couples it with, hey, this is going to be the effect, right? That's going to happen if you do these things. And he talks about that 
desire, that hunger and thirst, but not just hunger and thirst for anything. He says what? Hunger and thirst for righteousness. And if you look at some translations, uh, they, they take the word righteousness and they use the word justice. And so righteousness and justice. And if we look at those particular terms, it means what is right. And for you and I, God is the one who determines what is right, right? We look, we see when Jesus is confronted by the rich young ruler, right? And he comes up and he says, what must I do to be good? And Jesus goes, whoa, 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 whoa. The only God knows, only God is good, right? Like he calls him good teacher and he corrects him. He goes, wait, wait, no, God is the only one who is good. God is the one who gives us the, that definition. And he says that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so for you and I, I want to give you this kind of pseudo definition here. A desire for what is spiritually healthy. Uh, hunger and thirst for righteousness is a desire for what is spiritually healthy. And so when we talk about righteousness, we're talking about two really different things in our relationship with God. And the first one is uh, we see that righteousness is, is positional and it's also practical. It's, it's positional and it's also practical. So you and I, and I'm going to use my illustration. You guys, you okay? Yeah. I like to ask a lot of questions. We're in this thing together, right? And so as we, we think about this, you and I, we come to Christ. And when we come to Christ, we, we place our faith in him. But a lot of times we are filled with our own sinful desires, right? Like we have different desires and we're pursuing things of this world. And we realize that we are fallen short of Christ. And so we come to Christ, maybe for the first time, we realize, God, I am empty. I am alone. I, I'm full of sin. I'm, I'm, I'm completely separated from you. And then when we give our lives to Christ, it's almost like we're coming going, God, the only way that I can be filled is if you fill me. And I'm giving you my life. I'm opening up my heart. I'm opening up my mind. And I want my desires, my heart, my soul, everything to change, right? And when we do that, we see this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, for our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, that through Christ and what he did on the cross for you and I, he became the, the what we deserve. And now when you and I move into that position or into that relationship with Christ, we are filled by the Holy Spirit. We are walking with Christ. And when Christ looks at you and he looks at me, he looks through the lens of what Jesus did on the cross, because you and I now receive his righteousness, not because of what you have done and what I have done, but because of what Jesus has has done on the cross that I am filled by Christ and I receive Jesus's righteousness right and can we be honest with each other I feel like we're being really honest today with each other but um, that's kind of hard to grasp right for me to go I, I don't have I don't do anything like, the, like, it's not anything that I've done. Like, I, I don't have to memorize enough Bible verses. I don't have to go to church X amount of times. I don't have to do all of these things, right? Like, it, it, there's almost something in us that it, we're almost a little uncomfortable. Like, really? Like, I, I would just receive the righteousness of God, right? Because Jesus is, is God. And only a perfect and holy sacrifice would suffice you and I. Only for the sins of our past, present, and future. And that's the only way that you and I receive that righteousness in Christ. 
But that gives us our position in Christ, right? Like now I am relationally connected with God. I am a child of God. I know who I am in Christ. I have his righteousness when I come to the throne room of God. I mean, that changes our prayers a little bit, right? Like now I know I don't have to come to God of going, oh, God, I'm just not sure. Right. But I can come to the throne room as Hebrews four says boldly and say, God, I'm not here on my name, but I'm here on your son's name, Jesus Christ. Right. I can come boldly, not because of who I am or what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done. And I am made right in the eyes of God through Jesus and only through Jesus. And that's why everything changes In our life. And we're able to come to Christ. Come to God as this empty vessel. Of going God I'm giving it all to you. And now we're allowing Christ. To fill us with his word. With his ways. With his truth. As the Holy Spirit now fills us. Now right because God. It's no longer my desires. But your desires. You're the one filling me. You're the one helping me. I'm so hungry and thirsty for your righteousness and so he gives us that position that relationship with Christ but righteousness when we look in scripture it's also uh, practical right it it also means that we are going to to, uh, I can't talk right now we're going to continually to grow to be more like Christ and it's going to move into the practical daily living that we do right on this side of eternity we are not perfect right and when we get to heaven we're going to have that union with God but we're not there yet and God's going to continually grow us into his image kind of the big word if you grew up in church sanctification right like God begins to continue to mold us and shape us into his image and I, I talk about it this way I love this illustration where there's a chisel and a picture, a chisel and a picture. We're going to talk about that a little bit as well, because God, as he's changing us into his image, sometimes has to use a chisel. Right. And chisels are not fun. Right. It's, he's finding those those pieces in our life of going, I have to change this. You've got to let go of that. You've got to let go of this. You're holding on to this and it's holding you back and it's making you bitter. It's making you angry. Whatever it may be, it's like I got a chisel that sin away but then he gives us a picture he says this is my son Jesus and you keep your eyes on that picture because that is righteousness that is what is right you keep moving towards him right and we open ourselves up for God to continue to do that inside of our lives but here's the thing is as we walk with Christ sometimes we can hunger and thirst for righteousness right And there's different ways that the Bible describes that we can walk in righteousness and allow God to continue to change our hearts. And so I thought about this. And as we're thinking about it, I'm going to bring it over here to the middle so everybody can see. I have my fancy vase here. And this is not a vase, this picture here. And we have us. And a lot of times when we talk about hunger and thirst for righteousness, I feel like sometimes even in my own life, I I can come to God because I'm hungry after him. I I have the desire to come to Christ, right? But things happen in our life and the day gets busy and things are going and we're running a mile, 100 miles an hour, right? And so, God, I'm hungry and thirsty for righteousness, but I need just enough to get me through today, right? And so we receive a little bit. Maybe we uh, say that prayer in the morning or receive that one word and it satisfies our palate a little bit, right? It gets us enough through the day. And we're like, okay, good, I'm good. I, I, got, I got my little bit here. But you and I, God wants us to hunger and thirst for righteousness to the point where it's not just this portion here. He's like, no, I want you to hunger and thirst for righteousness 
so that you will be filled. Right? He uses that term filled so that you will be full. You keep coming back to me so that you will be full. So the goal is not God just get me this quick moment through the day. Right. And then by three o'clock, I'm irritable again. And, all you know, all of these things begin to happen right in my life. And he's saying, no, no, no. I want you to be full hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? A quarter full, half full. No, what does he say? So that they will be Filled, but it comes with that daily hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because when we come to Christ hungry and thirsty for him, God, I need you in my life. I'm praying, God, would you do a mighty work in me? I am an empty vessel. Would you fill me, Lord? Right. And all of a sudden we get to this place where, God, oh, I'm becoming more full in you. But here's what happens in life. Right. Things happen. People are sometimes crazy. Right. And and things can happen inside of our lives where it can feel like all of a sudden now we're getting drained. Right? Like all of this, right? Like all, and then all of a sudden the water goes down further. Things begin to happen in my life and all of a sudden I, and now I'm back getting drained again. God, I'm, I'm hungry and thirsty. I need you back in my life. I need you to be full again because here's the thing. This is the thing that God wants hunger and thirst for righteousness for you and I. I'm going to set this over here. Because, look, I'm already spilling stuff. Jacob's going to get mad at me. So as we look at this, God is saying, I want you not just to be here, but I want your desire to be so hungry for me so that I can fill you every single day. We see this over and over in Scripture where it talks about this continual filling of the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And I'm so hungry for your presence, God, because if you and I are only a quarter inch full, we're leaving a lot of room for other stuff, right? A lot of room for other things for the enemy to come. So the enemy can add in different things inside of our lives but for you and I we can come back and go you know what I'm hungry and thirst for God's righteousness and I am full of him and then when that co-worker comes to you and tries your patience you can go oh no I'm full no I'm already full right I'm already full this enemy can come to you with this huge temptation of going hey you should look at that you should read this you should do that we can look at the enemy right in the eye and go no sorry I'm already full I'm full of righteousness I'm full of God I'm allowed him to fill me up and my hunger my desire is for the things of Jesus and not of that right and we see this begin to happen and that changes our lives, right? Because every day I'm no longer just, I, I don't want this just much of Jesus. I want the full thing. God, I want you to fill me up. In fact, fill me up. So I may be overflowing a little bit. You met somebody that's overflowing with Jesus before? Yeah, you hang out with Alan, right? Like, like just overflowing with the spirit. You're like, wow. God's really at work and you. It's like they can't. They just got to talk about Jesus. They got to talk about what he's doing in his life. And it's like you have so much peace. You have so much joy, right? Because that's what the promise of God is. Love, joy, peace. But sometimes I feel like we're just trying to get through the day with our desires. And God goes, no, I want your desire to be fill me up. Right? Fill me, God, to the point where nothing else can fit in but you, Jesus. I am hungry. I am thirsty for your righteousness. I, am, I want that. I want that inside of my life. But this can be really fun and easy, and I can preach this all day, right? Like, we can just talk about this all day. You are full in Christ. The enemy's not going to uh, allow that in you. But, right, how do we do this? 
How do we do this practically? What is, how does our lives change so that we can live full, right? Hunger and thirst of righteousness. About a year ago, um, I go to the doctor once a year and get checked, you know, get the blood work checked and get all that. And I'm getting to the age where I have to, you know, gotta check all the levels and all those things. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I got flagged for high cholesterol. You believe that? All my double cheeseburgers and all the stuff I've been eating are, are catching up to me. But I got flagged for that, right? So when they brought to me and said, hey, here's some things you got to do. They recommended medicine, blah, 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 all that other stuff. And um, we could talk about that another day. But anyway, uh, all of these things. But all of a sudden, I started to think about my diet. And I began to do some research and thinking about my diet. And, and in order for me to get healthy, right, they gave me some things that I would need to change, right? Some desires for food that would need to change. A list of things that I needed to eat. But guess what was still vital and important? The list that I needed to stop eating, right? The list of not only here's what you need to eat to be healthy, but you need to stop eating these things too, right? And both of them were important. Both of them were vital in order for me to be healthy. And you and I, as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, and I'd love for you to write this down or if you're taking notes, take a picture, whatever you would like. Um, but for you and I, we can try to fill our hunger with unrighteousness, but in order for you and I to get uh, more full off of Christ is just about what, blah, blah, I'm sorry, here we go. Living for what is right is just as much about not taking in what is unrighteous. It's just as much about not taking in what is unrighteous, right? Because we can hunger and thirst after God, but sometimes we can have the desires for what is unrighteous, and those unrighteous things begin to fill our hearts and minds in Christ, and it's pulling us away from the righteousness of God. It's pulling us from away from those desires. In Romans chapter 6, it says it this way, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. You see that? He's saying you got these two instruments that God wants you to come before him and not pursue unrighteousness, but to pursue righteousness, right? And anytime we have the desires, right, that are unrighteous, you're going, no, 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 I want to be full of what is righteous. I want to be full of what is right, not what is unrighteous. And so for you and I, in order to get spiritually healthy, we have to take an audit a little bit of what we're taking in and also what Christ is doing in us and through us because there are moments and seasons and times in our life when we may be taking in things that are unrighteous and then we look back at our mental health and what's going on in us and we wrestle and go, why, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling anxious? And me, look, I, I, this is kind of a lighthearted example, but I, I love a good action movie, right? Like, give me Braveheart on any good day. My name is Maximus Marillius, right? Like, like, give me those movies on any day. But if I get on this uh, constant will, if I'm watching that, all of a sudden I'm looking out my window, right? Like, somebody's coming, I better be ready, right? Like, because it changes how we think, right? Because we're maybe indwelled with, with that, whatever that may be. And if we're looking at different things, and now we live in the information age where we are bombarded with thousands. I'm talking about tens of thousands of messages 
a day, right? Well, we can go on and I've been kind of sucked in on the Instagram reel or the TikTok reel, right? All of a sudden you're like, man, it's been 30 minutes. What happened with my life? But it, it kind of sucks you in and you're watching those reels and the algorithm, get this, the algorithm, whatever you watch longer, guess what? You're going to get more videos of those, right? And it kind of just takes you down this rabbit hole. But if that's what we're taking in, we're getting full of those things, right? We're getting full of what may not be of God. And God be, that, when that fills us up, as the Bible has already given us the recipe of what's going to happen with that, right? Just like I was flagged with high cholesterol, those things that I, were take, that I was taking in, God is going, if you take in the unrighteousness, then you're going to get the product of what sin does in our life, right? We get the, the anger, the bitterness, the, the heavy, or, or it could be the hatred. It could be the uh, whatever that may be inside of our lives. And all of a sudden it begins to weigh us down and we feel the worry. We feel the fear. We feel the anxiety. We feel the weight of those things. And God is saying, I don't want that for your life. And I want to change your desires. And here's the beautiful thing about God. When we say, when we choose what is righteous over what is unrighteous, we start to feed what is righteous and starve what is unrighteous, right? And have you noticed whenever you first start going to church and you start feeding what is righteous, it's like the unrighteous things in your mind just kind of rare up, right? Rare its ugly head. Like, no, no, don't forget about me. Remember, this is going on, right? And it's like it competes even further but the more we feed righteousness, the more we will desire it. The more we will be hunger and thirst for the things and the ways of God, the ways of the kingdom of heaven. And God is saying, I want you to be full of me. I want those desires to be full. And so as we get ready to kind of land the plane here, um, one of the things that begin that happens in us is it always starts in our mind. It always starts right here, right? Because we read in Scripture, as a man thinks, so is he. And as we begin to think, you and I can take a mental audit of what we're receiving, what we're taking in in our minds. And as God begins to reshape and renew, as Romans 12 says, renew our minds. And all of a sudden we start talking different. We start acting different and we start living those things. And so what is righteousness? And I'm glad you asked here in uh, Philippians chapter four, verses eight and nine. This is what the Apostle Paul says as he begins to teach and help people. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and get this, the peace of God will be with you. Isn't that incredible? Like we begin to see that how God fills us up with his peace. But he says the place to start is that you and I have to think on the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. And he hones it in and he says it starts in our mind. When we start to think on those things, when we receive God's word, when we watch things, when we read things, whatever it may be, it begins to change change who we are but it starts in our mind and so as for kind of three takeaways one is for you and I to pursue God 
You and I to pursue God. It takes that moment. James tells us those who draw near to God, he will draw near to them. And that's that hunger and thirst. I desire for the things of God. Today, work before I go or maybe the night before, I need to get full, right? I need to be filled. I need to allow God just to change who I am, to receive. I need to replace the lie with the truth in my life, right? Good thing I got some water right here in my throat needs it. I need to replace the lie with the truth. I need to allow the Holy Spirit to fill me and guide me. And it starts there. And maybe a prayer for you and I to say, God, uh, my desires are yours. God, my mornings are yours. My evenings are yours, God. I I want to pursue after you. It comes with this hunger and this deep desire. God, I want what's spiritually healthy. And if you feel like you're in a place where the first part is the praying for that, God, show me those things in my life that are unrighteous, that you want me to leave behind and pursue what is righteous. And I'll tell you, that's the beauty of the relationship with God. The Holy Spirit is real and active in our lives. Things are going to start coming to your mind. And you and I have the opportunity to yield to the Spirit or yield to our own desires, right? But God is saying, if you'll yield to me, you'll begin to see me do a mighty work in you and through you. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. He begins to guide us in our lives, but pursuing God. And the next one is... If you want me to be a a, a good old uh, preacher, I got three P's right here, okay? I got pursue God, ponder, and practice His Word. But for me, sometimes I just, you know, I just don't like to be cute. Anyway, um, think on it. Pursue God, but also you and I, it starts to think on it. And we think of ways of going, okay, what am I receiving so that I can think on the ways of God? And there can be moments in my life where the boundary line for us is in our mind. And so if our mind starts to go down a a dark hole, our mind starts to go down an anxious hole or a worrisome hole, right? And and that can happen. I know it happens in my mind a lot. There are things that you and I can do, memorize scripture, right? We can wrestle with that, whatever it may be. Here's a a kind of a small trick. I don't know what's going on with my voice today. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. You believe that? I don't know. Sorry, guys. Unbelievable. So as we think about those things that we're being filled with the Holy Spirit, as we're pondering what God can do inside of our lives, but as God begins to work in us and through us, and we feel our minds start to race, there's one thing that I started doing years ago. If I can feel my mind going down, it could be a fearful hole. It could be uh, any kind of sin that we just feel like our mind's locked in on. I'll just start repeating in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, my mind starts to change because there's power in the name of Jesus. And his name is more powerful than any sin inside of our lives. And I could be in the middle. You may see me in public next time. If you see me going in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you know, I'm having a mental battle right there but I believe Jesus is stronger and in that moment God begins to change those things in me right but it starts in our mind it's you and I realizing it in our mind before it becomes what we say before it becomes an action right the battleground starts right here in our minds and then the last one is (coughs) really sorry guys and the last one is he says this he says practice 
these things. Practice these things. He says, not only think on it, but also practice it. Live this out. Find ways in your daily life to allow this to begin to happen inside of your lives. And one of the most, uh, it can seem elementary, but we read a verse and they go, you know what, today I'm going to find a way to practice this today. I'm going to find a way to live this verse out right here, this chapter out, whatever it may be, because I'm so hungry and thirsty for what Christ is doing in me. I want to be filled with his righteousness. I want to be filled with what God is doing in us. And as I get ready to close here and the worship team is going to come up and uh, continue to sing us through one, lead us through one last song. Because my prayer for every single person in this room, every person that can hear me online, is that we wouldn't live our lives in Christ a quarter full or half full. That you and I would hunger and thirst after the things of God. That we would hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God. That we would hunger and thirst after the joy of God. That we would hunger and thirst after the peace of God. Can you imagine if a room full of people said, you know what? To the, for the rest of my life, I am going to hunger and thirst after God every single day. I'm going to hunger and thirst after his righteousness. I'm going to follow what God wants for me. And I'm going to live full. So you and I, we look at the face of God and go, God, I need you to fill me. But then we look at the enemy and we can look at the things that are going on around us and we go, ha, sorry, I'm already full, right? I'm already full of Christ. I'm full of what he is doing in me. And those are the moments where you and I can and stand back and see God at work in us. And here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing. And I think I got to go over here and I hope everybody can see me. Is that as you and I get full of Christ, things begin to change in us, right? And we become overflowing. And then as we start investing in the people who are around us, we start emptying ourselves of what God has taught us, right? All of a sudden we get empty, but guess what we have to do? We got to go back to the source, right? We go back and allow God to fill us up again, and then we can invest in other people. And then we go back and get filled up, and then we can go back and invest in someone else. But we have to keep going back. And Jesus is the source that will never run dry. He is living water that is in us and we can always go back to him. But it starts with this hunger and thirst for righteousness, for what God is doing, this desire in us. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your truth. Thank you for each and every person that's in this room today and God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, I pray that you would begin to change the desires in us that are desires after what is right, God. God, and you determine what is right. I pray that you would give us this deep desire to hunger and thirst after righteousness, God. God, I pray that you would illuminate things in our lives that you want us to uh, start to eliminate, start to uh, neglect so that we can feed what is righteous in our lives, God. I pray that you would give us the strength to do that. I pray that we would think on the things of you. We would ponder on the things of you and then practice those things, God. Fill us up all the way up, God. We are so hungry. We will do whatever you ask us to do. We will say whatever you ask us to say, God, because we are full of you. We don't need the approval of the world around us. We don't need the approval of man, God, because we have the approval of you, Jesus. God, I pray that you would fill us with gratitude, fill us with peace. I pray that if somebody walked in this place today, 
And they're wrestling with the worry. Wrestling with fear. God, maybe wrestling with doubt. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would lay that at your feet, God. And that you would fill them in Jesus' name. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would fill every heart that can hear the sound of my voice. God, it's the Holy Spirit that changes lives, and I believe that you're still in the business of changing lives every single day. God, may we be a church that is so hungry for you, God, that we pursue you with every ounce of our being. We love you. We praise you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's stand and worship together. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about our church, you can simply visit our website at thebridgebluffton.com. Have a blessed day.